Welcome to Game Static episode 164. I'm Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully you're having a phenomenal day today. Starting a little later than normal. It is what it is. Hopefully this will not be a thing in the future though. Uh, we got the boys here with me over Discord. Boys, how we doing? How we feeling this evening? Twitch Unicorn Overlord Collector's Edition is screwed everywhere. Yeah, he's trying to find Collector's Edition for Unicorn Overlord right now. Just specifically Switch. Xbox, this, X, I, like, Xbox Series, and PS5 are good. Look, Unicorn Overlord, it's gonna be it's gonna be a Switch game. Alright, like it's available everywhere, and that's cool, but it's gonna be a Switch game. I mean that's that's just what it's gonna be. Well, it looks like I'm buying three copies. <laughs> Zach, relax. I mean I can't say oh, anything. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I did the same thing, you know, with uh with Tears of the Kingdom, so I guess I, I literally cannot say anything. Yeah, I've done it with other games. I mean, I have like multiple copies of Persona 5 Royal. I've got Persona 5 Royal on all three consoles, physical as well. So I, I guess I can't really say too much on that. But I don't know. How are we doing today, boys? John, how are you doing this evening? Your mic is dead. Your mic's gone. You just lost it. Your mic felt the trigger I set off. <laughs> yeah, it, your mic just felt the triggering uh, that, you know, that, that you just had. No. Nope. No. Uh, Zach, how are you? I mean, I'm good. Having a good having a good day? Yeah, you, as it's dated, I feel like setting us off good by throwing money everywhere. Yeah. Throw some money, you know, my way. <laughs> Get me a collector's edition. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to because I got to pay for some stuff this week still. Dude, I feel you. I feel you. Which, speaking of uh stuff this week uh we'll not have a show next weekend um gonna be going on a break because i'm going on a quick little weekend trip so my b uh we'll be back after that which i'm assuming when we come back after that we'll be chatting about unicorn overlord and wwe 2k24 i'm sure uh GM one of, very specifically yes yeah, very gotta keep that in mind it's going to be gmo that these boys are going to be chatting about i put up WWE 2K23 on my 366 days of gaming that I'm currently four days behind on. I'll catch up, I promise. Uh, and I made sure to specify in my slides, this is just about GM mode. In fact, when I gave my final rating, I literally said, GM mode's like a nine out of 10. I'm sure the game itself is probably like a solid seven out of 10. I don't know though. <laughs> like I've only have played GM mode is the only thing. And it's going to be the same thing with 2K24 as well, which looks really good. Uh, looking forward to that one. Uh, but no, today's episode, we did have the Pokemon Presents this week. Not a lot to talk about besides the final announcement. I mean, everything else was just announcements. You know what I mean? Could have been an email, basically. Uh, but I am just kind of curious on everyone's thoughts on the direction of uh, the new Legends game. And also shout out to John for basically like kind of calling this at one point, or at least hoping for it is the better way to put it. We're going back to Kalos, baby. Uh, then we, of course, the, the title topic that I have today is that the game industry is burning down because it's basically you what it is. Now? I can yep. hear you now. He's got the Starfield headset on. Look at that. <laughs> I was curious about that Switch. It was the only one I had right here. Man, I got to get back if, in if your... This, if this didn't work, I have another one. <laughs> okay, I need to get back in your hands, like the road interface that you brought back, because I was I was messing around with it, because I got it to work again. So I knew we need to get that thing back in your hands. Ne next time I see you in a couple weeks, or honestly, whenever you come over next weekend to help out with the pets, if you want to... I'll, I'll leave it in the house. If you want to just snag it 
and try setting it up sometime, go for it. I'll leave it in the kitchen for you. I mean, it's just some code changing because I had to do that to fix mine. Yeah, because I, 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 I got it to work over here. I will say, when, John, whenever I did try to get it on my end, it was doing the shit that both you guys were saying. I don't know what I did to fix it. I think it just kind of fixed itself. Maybe I just put an update. I think I might have just done an update at the road website. I have no clue. But it works now, so you, you can take that whenever. Uh, but, but yeah, the game industry is basically burning down. Uh, layoffs are unfreaking believable right now. And the mm-hmm. most recent ones that happened this week was a lot of layoffs at EA, plus the cancellation of the Mandalorian game that we just heard about like two weeks ago. Like I feel like it was literally two or three weeks ago. The reports are coming out. Oh, yeah, there's a Mandalorian game being made by Respawn, you know, which, all right, that makes sense. They have the Star Wars Jedi games. It makes sense for them to tackle another Star Wars project. No, Mandalorian is now dead. It's canceled. Not happening. Sorry about it. Get over it. Uh, but I, I kind of wanted to just open the question about, um, you know, where we're at on the gaming industry. So we're going to chat about that. Plus, whatever else, a couple of random things here or there uh, with the gaming industry burning down. We, we do have one survivor in all of the mitts, and that is Toys for Bob, who was set to be closed. Let's not forget this. They were set to be closed down by Microsoft, and they managed to dodge it, and they've now become an independent studio. They managed to buy themselves out of Activision Blizzard and become an independent studio, and they are not closing. So big shout out to that. So, And then we have some other kind of things all throughout the show here today. We'll give a shout out to our two sponsors. It'll be a great time. We'll have a phenomenal show the best we can going into our wonderful break week. You know what's bad, Alex? You saying that Toys for Bob survived. All I can picture is they pulled out that crash suit and someone just <laughs> kicks open the door of Microsoft, flipping them off while walking out. <laughs> right, right. Hey, they hey, they, they, made it though. You know what I mean? And they're not the only survivors in all this. Um, Saber Interactive bought themselves out for 500 million bucks. That's a lot of money. I think, yes, it, was fi- it, I think it was 500 mil. I think it was 500 mil they bought themselves out because uh, I think they were with Embracer, if I remember correct. Um, I could be wrong on that. But whoever they were with, they bought themselves out of the axing because uh, I think Saber, they're the ones that are working on Knights of the Old Republic, which is yep. apparently it's not canceled. Alive. Not canceled. So, yeah, we have two survivors in the midst of everything. Gearbox it appears to be another survivor because they're set to be sold here in the, in the next coming month, apparently, per report. So it looks like they're going to live. It's been a time for the gaming industry, man. So let's let's lead off with that. Let's lead off with the gaming industry. You know, so like I said, EA's been hit with a big one, uh, which you know includes some stuff at Respawn that's canceling the uh, recently leaked Mandalorian game. So so far in 2024, we are at March 2nd at the time of this live show. You should make sure to check out the show at youtube.com forward slash at Sparky3. Watch us live every Saturday around 6 o'clock, except for today we're live around 8 o'clock, but it is what it is. So, so far in just two full months, we have over 8,100 layoffs. 8,000. 100 plus layoffs across the gaming industry and then including that is stuff like microsoft of course they had 1900 on the chopping block sony's had quite a bit which includes stuff like you know insomniac and naughty dog has been hit with it uh ea just got hit with their sega of america has been hit twitch and discord's both been hit riot got hit with like 500 plus super massive saw that one this past week they got hit with quite a bit which is unfortunate because they got a lot of stuff going on with dark pictures anthology and stuff like that you know i I think they've got i don't know if they're the ones working on the until dawn remaster but i think there's some other projects they're working on so unfortunate on that one uh edos montreal which you know did like guardians of the galaxy and a few others they've gotten hit with some and then of course unity but that one's not surprising with the shit show that happened from the former ceo before he stepped down 
when they tried to adjust their entire game plan. But, yeah. you know, just a huge amount of layoffs, 8,100, right, in just two months. And I don't see it stopping. So the whole conversation point that I had for this is I wanted you guys' thoughts because this has been such a conversation that I have seen nonstop on X or Twitter, whatever you prefer to call it, of – do we see a crash in the gaming industry coming when it comes to AAA games where you're, they're still going to happen, but they're going to happen in less quantities because of just how large the, the budgets have been, the development time where we're seeing games like Activision Blizzard's, you know, announced new IP they announced like a year and a half ago that's been in development for five years. Now it's been canceled because of how far away it was from coming out. You know, five years of development down the drain because of this. Do we see a crash in the gaming industry? Because, like, I think one thing that opened a lot of people's eyes is when, like, the elite uh, development cost of, like, let's say, Spider-Man 2 came out, where it cost $300 million to develop that game beginning to end. So it's like you see costs like that, and you can only imagine the cost of others. Like, is, you know, games make money. We know that. But it's like how quickly are they going to turn around you know, the return time and how many of these AAA titles are going to come out that are actually going to turn around the profits. Like Suicide Squad, that's a AAA game, okay? Already has lower player numbers than Gotham Knights, right? Unfortunately, Skull and Bones is a quadruple-A title, and obviously that's a shit show, but everyone saw that coming from a mile away. Like, you know, there's a lot of AAA titles that come out, sure, but how many actually stick and how many actually make the money? So it's like, do we see, an, uh, you know, here in the next few years, do we see a gaming industry that's going to be mostly ruled, like, from the mainstream perspective by AA titles with your few AAAs coming out? Like, what do you guys think about where the gaming industry is when it comes to, like, AAA titles and just the increase in cost and development time? Do we see a game crash coming? Because that's the conversation I see all over Twitter from game developers that I follow, insiders and everything. What do you guys think? Well... Honestly, like from my perspective with like the games that I tend to play and uh, just the people that I, I kind of play games with and hear from them, it, I mean, double games and indie games have ruled the space. It's, I mean, even for the past couple of years, we get the occasional AAA big game that comes out and delivers what it promised yeah more often than not though it doesn't happen to the point where it's i mean it's kind of a 50 50 flip when a game comes out is it going to be good or is it going to just be mediocre at best mm -hmm. whereas i mean i think it was last week we kind of highlighted some of these big games that have or like these big kind of double a games that have kind of ruled the gaming faith and gaming talk, especially like streaming talk for the better part of the last year. Yep. And it's, it's typically games that are made by smaller teams, if not one person mm -hmm. that their core focus is like making a game, not necessarily the best it can be, but certainly the most fun. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I mean, it had like for the past, I'd say five, maybe 10 years. It's not the $60, $70 games that are, I mean, they're the ones that make the headlines because when they do blow up and they do make what they told us they were going to make, 
of course it's the ones that break all the records. They're the game of the years. But other than that, it's been the $30 to $50 price games made by smaller studios that tend to be the ones that everybody remembers from the year. True. Because, I mean, I mean, case in point, look at Helldivers 2. Yeah, I was going to say with your whole argument that you're making here about with, you know, indies and smaller titles, AA is kind of ruling it. I feel like with the potential idea of a gaming crash, I think companies are going to look at what, you know, let, let's look at, you know, we, we, we talked about this just last week. Two months into the year, the two games that have dominated the gaming space are both like AA, like indie titles. We're not, I wouldn't say Helldivers 2 is an indie, but you know what I mean? Smaller titles. It's in that like under $50 price point that people typically associate with like AA games. Yeah. So it's like the, that, that type of game. And it, it's the other thing we've talked about. It's kind of been the uh, renaissance of the co-op games as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I think it's, I mean, AAA games haven't been the dominant force in gaming for years. Mm-hmm. It's it's occasionally, like once a year, we make it a, one that comes out and like blows away all expectations. Or like, say like last year where we get a couple of them that came out and were just really good. But typically, that's that's not what anybody's actually playing. People are playing the... steam game that two guys made that they can play for 500 hours with their buddies and have a great time with. Yeah. What about you, Zach? I mean, speaking on just like specifically AAA game aspect of it, I mean, what what are we constituting as necessarily a crash? Like just a full blown dead stop of AAA games or extreme slowdown where you know all the time like we bitch about this all the time where we see announcements for oh we're making this new AAA FPS story adventure game oh we're making this new AAA action adventure game of you know where it's like these new formed studios right of like former devs of this and that you know what I mean like we see that all the time like once a month we'll get a four year too early announcement I think stuff like that's gonna stop like I see I see us reaching a point in the next few years especially as we continue to get more and more layoffs because of these long development times and these huge costs where it's like i feel like the triple a titles like we're just going to see less and less of them um from especially from the big studios like i see it being one of those things that you know we'll, we'll still see triple a's from the big studios but i think we're going to see less I, I could definitely see a route where we see these big studios focus in a lot more on just making good quality double a games that cost less and get out quicker well, I'm not sure about that. I mean, in terms of, I, I guess in my mind, I don't really see it as a crash. I see more of a readjustment thing because it is the thing that these production times and everything for are costing way too much versus what a lot of these considered AAA games are definitely not making back at the all. We can see that just with like Suicide Squad and the yeah. uh, Skull and Bones and like a couple others, but more or less a readjustment from of just reapproaching the AAA games as seeing we are going to see less coming out yeah. more uh, consistently, and just and hopefully they put more time into the actual game mechanics and everything because a lot of what we see in AAA games nowadays are very much just a pomp show of just hey we got these voice actors we got these IPs yada 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 mm. and then some gameplay that's like. People like this. I mean, it should work, right? It's in the genre. Yeah. I feel like we're not. I was just going to say, like, adding on to that, 
it's not that there aren't studios that aren't putting out good games because it's like it's a thing yeah, of just yeah. the studios that are known for making the good AAA games still they're only putting out one game every five years yep. yeah because it's like it I mean because because uh, it's like the from software with Elden Ring it's like we're just now getting a DLC for it yeah and it's like the game's the game's been out and. It it's like it took over the world. Everybody, it's unanimously loved by everyone. I mean, people look are still playing. Stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say, look at stuff like, every, look at the past uh, decade from Sony Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's there are certain studios that are, it's like they're making what should be we should be getting from AAA games and from AAA studios. It's just the ones that are actually doing it how we expect them to. They're they're doing what they shouldn't. They they're taking five years to make a game or six yeah, years to make yeah. a game. They're sitting on stuff. I mean, we'll see something here and there, but they're not full blown advertising it like some others yeah. are. Which I, is I, what's I think sort of real killing the triple A scene is just that because the good ones are being overshadowed until they come out and people can experience them by the yeah. large amount of triple A games that are just constantly pumping money into advertisement. True. Like when it comes to that, like I think a, a good example of just to look at of a studio that just does it right, I think is like Larian. You know what I mean? I, I think we can all agree to that. It's like a studio that does it right. And honestly, you know, I'm going to manifest here because it just looks freaking incredible. But another one that just seems to be doing it right is, um, I, I think it's what their studio called science project, maybe I don't remember, but the black myth Wukong devs, you know what I mean? Indie dev team there, triple a title, just one announcement a year for the past three years now, you know what I mean? Past four years now. And now we're finally getting the game this year and it looks incredible. And if it comes out and absolutely slaps, then there's another blueprint to follow of, just let the person let let the team cook. You know what I mean. Let the team just work on it, do their thing. But it's like you know, the thing is where it comes where of like a possible crash when it comes to AAA games. I gotta say, I really just think it comes down to the big studios. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna see studios like Larry and still do their thing, right? If the yeah. Bla- Black Myth Wukong absolutely slaps, we're gonna see that studio continue to do their thing, right? Like we're gonna see those guys, like the those independents that just let their team does their thing. They're, we're gonna see those continue to slap. But it's like you know. It's like there's almost no patience amongst the big studios outside of their couple of properties. You know, like a property like God of War, like Spider-Man, like, you know, Elder, El- Elder Scrolls. Outside of those properties, it's like, nope, let's get this shit out the door. Get it out the door. Yeah, I mean, it's it's to the point where, like, the, the right team might get handed a project, but they get handed unrealistic deadlines and unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Like Redfall. To, yeah. Well, <laughs> they didn't want to make that. Come on now. I mean, they didn't. Like, want to they make were that, hoping that Phil was going to cancel it, it yeah. whenever Phil uh, Xbox bought Zenimax and everything. Yeah, it's like that's. But to your point with Redfall, it's like a game that a team doesn't want to make. They're handed. They're told it has to be done this way. Do it by this point in time. It's happening no matter what. No, no, no matter what you say. So they they just gotta go. All right, well if that's what you want to do, we're just we're not gonna really put effort into it. We're gonna make you some shit and see what happens. Yeah, and see if you, see what see how you like that. And then meanwhile, teams that get something that they really want to work on, I mean, though even if they're handed an unrealistic deadline, they'll actually do their best on it. Yeah. But yeah, more often than not, it's it's a lot of these studios are just 
I mean, they're just handed they're handed something and told do it by this point, do it this way, and they can't do it. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of on the the bigger bigger studios to to give them the space or give them the time or help them out in some way and it's not happening yeah and it's it's unfortunate because like a lot of these games like they sound interesting you know what i mean like when i see these announcements like once a freaking month it feels like where it's like this brand new studio with a former head of development at this studio that worked on these games and this guy over here that worked on they're coming together to make this cool studio and making a triple a game that's going to be kind of about this like it sounds like an interesting concept, but I read that. I'm just like, great. Is this going to be another one of those games that's going to crash and burn because of whatever reason? Because, like, a you game... Know, Go ahead. We're at that point in the gaming industry where we're using the movie theater billboards with the big names on it. To yeah, yeah. To a movie they know nothing about. Yeah, exactly. It, it really is, because that, that's how it is when these game announcements come out. Is like, all of th- these, these... This guy that, you know, worked for this studio worked on these seven great games. Like, like come on. It's going to be awesome. Because, like... He maybe uh, did some of the texture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right, man. It's just like a big billboard. It's basically like what Crime Boss, like Rock City, whatever, tried to be with their ridiculous cast. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it was just a cast and no game. <laughs> And honestly, even yeah. and honestly, another great example of that is Fort Solace because that that story is so lackluster. But they, and it was that that game was just pretty much led by the fact that Troy Baker and Roger Clark's in it. You know what I mean? Very mid game. It's one of those. It's one of those things too. Like you speaking of like games getting announced. It's like oh, such and such is working with this person to make this game. Here's a here's a cinematic trailer for it. at yeah. this point it's a game does not exist until we see an actual in-depth gameplay trailer where we can tell that they're playing in the in engine true yeah until that point i don't believe a game exists <laughs> that's fair <laughs> and it's like and i've i've held firm with this on a lot of different games did you want to survive it's like <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I didn't believe that game existed because we never saw actually saw anything showing what it was except one trailer. All we got, yeah, it's like, and then it, <laughs> it was still like unsure because we have you you've showed us nothing for like five years. Yeah, tell us something. Yeah, but, but now it's like the time frame gets less and less, and it's more cinematic and more cinematic than ever is what we get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's also a killer, too, because it's like, you know, we'll get like an announcement four years too early and then a year or two later, we'll get a cinematic trailer of just showing one quick thing. Because like a good example of a game that I'm really interested in and I have faith in it just from like who is leading the project, um, you know, but, you know, it's like great examples that Captain America Black Panther game uh, made by the studio that's led by Amy, uh, Amy Henning, who, you know, who who was basically she led it. She was the director of every Uncharted game. You know what I mean? So just based on that alone, her leading this project, I have faith that it'll at least be an entertaining game. I don't know if it'll be a 10 out of 10, but it'll be a nice 7 out of 10 fun experience. We'll see when it comes out. But that's another one. It's like we've gotten one quick little cinematic trailer, and, you know, it, does the game exist? We'll see. Am I going to see on the news three months from now the game got canceled? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> you, know, you know what my favorite example of, like, show, like showing nothing and – or basically just showing, hey, we're making this to, hey, look what we've done. Here's here's us actually playing it is. 
God of War 2018. Oh, yeah, true. If you, if you think back to that, it got its E3 teaser trailer mm. where it was basically just Kratos walking out of the darkness and you see him and it cuts off. The next time we saw that game, it was a variation of that trailer that led into them playing a gameplay demo of it. Yep. Where where he was... It's like, granted, they built it specifically for that that show. Uh, there's a whole documentary about the making of that game and process behind it. Uh, but it, it was it was one of the best examples of we're here's us making something new, and the next time we see the game, they go, "Here's what we're doing, and we're actually going to show it to you." Mm-hmm. And it's it's just one of the best examples. And then from there, it was just everybody believed. Nowadays, it would be okay. Well, here for the next two years, we're gonna not we're gonna show you uh, just the name of the game and a quick little five second cinematic, and then. Two and a half years from now, uh, we'll show you an extended trailer, and then the game will come out, and you won't know what's happening. Yeah, I mean that's basically the cycle of things, right? Yeah, yeah, and it, it, man, it sucks. Like you know, like it sucks that we like it feels like we're reaching this point that we are because it's like you know I've seen this comment before and I've shout out before where it's just like you know if I was you know I've seen people talk about it's like if I was a game dev. I would feel horribly uncomfortable like moving my family anywhere for a job opportunity. So it's just like yeah. big shout out to remote stuff, right? Because like that yeah, at least makes the gaming industry, you know, solid to kind of be around. But like with all the layoffs, I saw one pe- person make a comment. She's just like, the layoffs have been like so fierce. I don't even know which of my friends are employed anymore. Like, I mean, like it's just like left and right nonstop. Which is sort of funny because amongst all the layoff articles, there was one where Rockstar is pleading their employees, come back to the office, please. Yeah, yeah. So do regular work days. Yeah. So Rockstar is starting in April. They're they're asking their employees to come back to office five days a week to work on GTA six in prep for the big launch. And all you know, I read that headline, I read that article, and you know what I actually read, Zach? What? What I actually read is we can't trust y'all motherfuckers to not leak this game. Get your ass back in office so we can watch you. That's what I read when I saw that article. <laughs> what I, I will say one thing is I can fully understand like some of these bigger studios that are working on like bigger name projects like a GTA, like a, yeah. like a God of War, like a Zelda. whatever the next yeah Zelda. Yeah. I can fully understand them being like, you work for this company, get the fuck in the office <laughs> right it's like i could i could understand it's like okay you signed on to this team and uh yeah there was a period in time where we couldn't all be together and work on this it slowed us down tremendously get the fuck back here yeah and elder Scrolls it's like you it's like you there. know what team you signed on for don't try to pull no shit right we're not doing this shit anymore where people can leak us yeah, it's like we just don't want to get like, leaked. It's like there's there's certain teams where it's just like you join that team. Don't it's like just accept what it is and and get back in there. Right. It's like it's like it's like you signed up for it. You like you knew. You know what I mean? No, I mean the gaming industry is in a very awkward place right now because it's like every day I hop on Twitter, I'm just like, all right, man, let's see what else. Let's see what who else got laid off. What's the next round? Okay, got something trending over here. Why? Why is this studio trending? What happened now? So I don't know. It's in a very awkward place. It's like, will we see a, a crash come with AAA games? 
time will tell. I kind of lean yes. We'll see a, a, a crash to some extent where we'll see you know, less start development. You know, we'll see less of these announcements of these studios. Like we're working on this triple A game. I, I think we may see less of that and more like, you know, we're working on this game and it's more like a double A title. that's just going to pop off, be great. Everyone loves it. High review yeah. scores and have a great time. I don't know. I don't know. T- time will tell. You know what I mean? Um, but I also think, you know, we'll start to see potentially, you know, studios maybe look at a, at a Larian and look at what like Black Myth Wukong's team is doing. If Black Myth Wukong pops off, like I, me and John think it will. Um, you know, and just take take a page out of their book and just do things right. Or honestly, I'll go ahead and say it. Take a page out of Nintendo's book. I mean, like even at the lowest of low during the Wii U era, no layoffs happened. Um, none, zero. the the head The head man at the time took took you know cut out of his own salary to make sure no one got laid off. Like, take a page out of Nintendo's book. I'm gonna take a page out of Larian's. I don't know. F- figure it out, guys. It's like these are multi-billion dollar companies, multi-million dollar companies, depending on the company, right? It's like, let's figure this thing out. I don't know. Uh, any other thoughts on the gaming industry stuff? If not, we can shout out one of our sponsors and move over to the Pokemon Presents. I got nothing. John? Okay. Uh, all right, well, let's shout out our, our, our partner here with some Rogue Energy. Uh, shout out to whoever made some purchases recently. Appreciate you. You're awesome. Uh, but oh, I knew it was you. I knew it was Zach. <laughs> I saw the purchase amount. I'm like, that feels like a Zach order. But yeah, big shout out to Rogue Energy uh, because they also just announced a new product line this past week. Yeah, uh, that's what I ordered. Oh, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Please, this is a product I want to try. But shout out to Rogue Chill. Uh, Rogue Chill is designed to calm your mind, reduce anxiety, and help you relax with zero caffeine, non-drowsy formula. Sometimes after a long day at work or school, it can be impossible to sit down and stream, create content, or even just relax. The anxieties of the day can weigh heavy. That's why we spent 10 months developing Rogue Chill. Strawberry hibiscus is our first flavor in this new lineup. 40 serving tubs, zero caffeine, zero sugar, and tastes great. We are really eager to see how all of you enjoy this new product line. You can use promo code SPARKY3 to get 10% off your order. Use the referral link down below and support us further. We also have the hydration line and then the two energy lines, whether it's a can or the powder. There's tons of options with Rogue Energy, and you should check it out because it is delicious. Look at that. Yeah. We, we feel like a real show right now. <laughs> I went on a bit of a spree. I ordered the strawberry, strawberry hibiscus, the hunter shaker, uh, some sour watermelon, and strawberry kiwi. Nice, yeah. You uh, you'll have to let me know how the hibiscus. I saw I I got the email for that, and I'm just like, that sounds like something I need <laughs> in my life. I need what it tastes like. I am too. I am too. Uh, strawberry hibiscus. That sounds pretty sweet. But uh, now shout out to Rogue though, changing the game. You know what I mean? Out of all the energy drink like brands that I follow, and I'm not talking the ones that you just go to the store and get. I'm talking the ones that are like in the gaming industry. You know. You know, I follow a lot of different ones on Twitter just to see what they do, see how they handle business, whatever the case is. I've never seen, I have, I could be wrong, but I have not seen another energy drink brand try to take a swing at something like this. You know what I mean? Like everyone's got the hydration stuff. Everyone's got the energy, of course. There's, a, you know, some that have what Rogue used to have with like the pre-workout, you know, Rogue used mm-hmm. to have the extreme, uh, but I've, I haven't seen anyone try to take a swing at what they're making with the chill line, you know, where it's made with special formulas, you know, special formulas set to just kind of help you relax help you decompress you know so shout out to them for trying to change the game i'm looking forward to it yeah i will say that is that is something i was i was very interested in when like you said when when the email came through i saw that i'm like i might have to try that at some point yeah 
Phil, you know, I'll, I'll be very curious to know how well it works. So, you know, because I'll uh, have a tub in studio here in the next week or two. All right, bet. I want some so I can try it on one of my bad days, you know, because it's, it's one of those things like, you know, just like pop a cold one, pop a cold rogue in the evening. You know what I mean? <laughs> take take the edge off <laughs> of the day. So shout out to that. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Pokemon Presents, which is mostly just Pokemon Legends ZA. Uh, all right, I'm out. All right, see you, Zach. Uh, I will say out of all the random stuff that got announced, the only one where I was just like, oh, hell yeah, that's pretty cool, even though I don't play the game anymore, is uh, Phalanx coming to Pokemon Unite. I love that little anal bead, bro. Uh, so I saw that, and I got pretty excited. I, I, I'm a big fan of him. I think he's really cool. Uh, but other than that, it's all your standard shit. Pokemon Master Sex, uh, Pokemon Go what? stuff, Pokemon Sleep, uh, just stuff like that. So what? Yeah, I'm I said, assume that was a Freudian slip. No, no, Pokemon no, Master Sex. He, he likes to make the joke because it's Pokemon Masters EX. So he like he just likes to say Pokemon Master Sex. Yeah, because that's how it blew up on Twitter. Because ever it was you know it's one hashtag right and one wrong capital letter and it's Pokemon Master Sex because that's what happened. I think it was I think it was the Pokemon Twitter accidentally capitalized the wrong letter. They capitalized the the S and it and it started tw- uh, trending when they did the the change from Pokemon Masters to Pokemon Masters EX. It was trending all over Twitter as Pokemon Master Sex. It was just one of those things that that was an accidental social media slip up, which I love. I love it when those happen because Nintendo has had quite a bit of those, and people have definitely keep those screenshots on handy. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, all the general stuff, I mean, it was all whatever. The Pokemon Unite thing, just a single shot of like Maraiden, he's out right now. Shrew Ledge is coming out in the near future, but Phalanx is coming out. I thought that was really cool to see him get included. But uh, obviously the big announcement, though, uh, Pokemon Legends ZA. So we are getting the Legends game that we are kind of like, oh, are we getting that? Are we getting a remake? Are we getting a Let's Go, whatever. Uh, but we're getting what John hoped for. We're going back to Kalos, kind of. I don't remember if if this is what I, I know. This is what I said I wanted. I don't know. I if don't you know if I it. said it's what was happening. I don't remember either. Uh, like I'll have to go back said, and look at the first episode of the year. Wanting, but you were very doubtful of it. Well, yeah, I, I did. I locked. I don't remember if I locked in Jin. I don't know if I locked in Gen 2 or Gen 6. Okay. I think you went Gen 6 because uh, you were saying they would skip Gen 5. Yeah, it's like, I don't remember which one I locked in as my official prediction, but man, I was I was on something here. Yeah. No, you were. You were, on, you were on to something before anyone else. <laughs> I was not. It's like, I wasn't expecting uh, Kalos, but like I said, like I said when we were doing predictions, I, I I love the Kalos region. Yeah, and it's the one region like, that deserves. I, I feel like a like lot this. of people didn't care for it as much. I think it, for a lot of people, it was kind of underwhelming, uh, or they just, you know, it, a lot of people liked what was around it, like Mega Evolution and stuff like that. Yeah, but I think the region itself, people didn't care for it too much. Uh, I love the region. It's, it's like this. It was the it was the game that get, like six. Sixth gen is what got me back into Pokemon. Yeah. Well, like I was out for a long time. That's what brought me back in. So I'm very happy to see. So you're happy to uh, see it, but how how do you feel knowing that you won't get to actually explore Kalos? Like what do you what do you think about this approach? Because that's the big question. Because that was the weird because I did watch the trailer. So you're gonna be sectioned to this city, just to I guess? the city. It's gonna be in sections. No, it's just the city is all you can explore. Lumineo City, apparently, like they had a thing on the screen where it was like urban development plan or something. So I'm yeah. feeling like it's a Pokemon yeah. Legends, but it's more futuristic. 
But like the vibe that I understand is like think of like what a GTA four map looks like. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a big map. I mean, that's what it was looking at. It looked like it was going to be like different districts and whatnot. Yes, because like they've mentioned that lakes will be in there and stuff like that, you know, to cover your water Pokemon and stuff. So like it's going to be big. Like it's not going to be what X and Y I'll, was. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I don't I don't really have any expectations for it. Uh, necessarily of what I expect it to be like. The fact that it's all in the city, which when I first watched it, I didn't, I didn't quite understand why they, because they have kind of the outline of the city yeah. that they're kind of going through, and it's kind of drawing a blueprint out, and that which I didn't quite get that at first, and then as soon as you sent me a message saying like, oh, this, it seems like this is what it is, uh, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm down for it. Yeah, because it's like. One thing we beat to death with Pokemon is do something. It's like either either be innovative, fully dive in and give us exactly what we've been asking for with like the full open, do whatever you want to type thing, or do something different to freshen it up. Yeah, and it looks like we're doing something different here. So regardless of what it like, how it ends up playing. I'm glad to see at least a shift in mindset. Like at least the it's it's Pokemon, but we're gonna do something weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um because we, we don't get that wars. a lot. Mm-hmm. What is that? I said I'm feeling turf wars. Yeah, I'm feeling turf war vibes. You know, because I saw a lot of people immediately say it's like this is basically Pokemon's attempt at like making like kind of dipping their toes, like this is gonna be their version of almost like what a GTA or a cyberpunk would be. You know what I mean? Because, like, from the little bit we got in the trailer of the overview at the top, it was very distinct districts of yes. sort of blocked off and everything. So I so, picture a thing like what you're saying with Turf Wars where we won't have one evil team, but we'll potentially have, like, four. And never they may not even necessarily be evil teams. Yeah, true. They may not be evil teams. You're right, yeah. They just may be fighting for control. But the whole other thing with that is, which I highly doubt it is, is the whole thing it's a reestablishing for a city for coexistence between people and pokemon mm-hmm. so i don't know how that's going to play because that's what it looked like i don't know if it's a past thing or futuristic thing because i couldn't really tell that's so tough to tell so i'm almost curious if it's a story of uh how team plasma came about see that that that's gonna be the very curious thing you know what i mean because it's like i that's what i i, I want to i from how it kind of looked i almost thought like this feels kind of futuristic but at the same time it's like is this like the building of the city or is this like just expanding of the city? You know what I mean. Was that city? Because was that city in X and Y? I yeah, yeah, it yeah. It's the main city. Yeah, of the game. It, it it was like the the main city. You didn't. I mean, it was the DS games. You didn't get the most exploration of it. Yeah, uh, it was just but, a big circle, basically. Yeah, basically a big circle. You got to walk around. Uh, but I, what I don't know. I X and Y. Huh? I said Team Planet, but that's not right, is it? Uh. It's, Magma. No, no, Flare, no. Flare, Flare. Team yeah. Flare. Yeah, I was team thinking flare. Star, but that wasn't right. Yeah, it's yeah, Team I was flare. thinking of a different gen when I said Plasma. Plasma is, that's Gen 4, isn't it? Yeah, that's Gen 4. Yeah. No, 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 Plasma's 5. Galactic is 4. You're right. Yep. Uh, I was going to say, when, like, watching the trailer the first time, my mind instinctively goes to building of the city specifically because of them drawing out the circle of it, yeah. kind of laying the city out is what it that looks like. Sense, yeah. And 
like this the other thing is it's it's a legends game so far the only legends game we have is based on like going back in time the historical beginnings of it Mm -hmm. uh so i would assume it was i would assume that it's a back in time of like what the city was originally supposed to be versus and then maybe by the end of the game it ends up what it's like how it is in the I like the modern Gen 6. And you know what? Something else to keep in mind that it is probably a pass in time is just the title of the game uh, being ZA. Legends. Uh, no, ZA. Because um, keep in mind, there's the one character in you know X and Y that we have almost no context on being AZ, who was like a king like 3,000 years ago or some shit, you know? Whatever his... He was in like the Great War that took place in the Kalos region. And, you know, his like his little arc throughout the game... Like, you know, so the fact that the game is yeah. called ZA tells me that we're going to potentially get to see AZ's story. Yeah, I assume that he's going to be a, like kind of a either a focal point or at least like maybe not a focal point. But like the story, like we're kind of playing along doing our thing in the story. But he's always there and stuff is always happening around him. Yeah. And then it circles back to him. Right. Is what I'm expecting. That would sort of make sense with whatever they're going for with the whole Legends thing, because that's what I thought you were talking about, Alex, is because we got uh, Legends Arceus, which was the starting of the Gen 3 region. No, 4. Sino region. Gen 4. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, not necessarily always going to the past, but more or less taking lore stuff that we got hints of back in the original generation games and delving further into them. So, like, this AZ may be very good and just... Uh, luminous city as john mentioned the building of it and creation of it yeah which may, probably may lead into this great war or whatever yeah i know i don't know Pokemon lore. i know game freak like said that this is going to be like their most ambitious project yet so like i like I'm, I'm i'm really going to take it as like i know people i saw on twitter people taking like the map of the original game and the blueprint they showed it's like it's basically the same city i get that but like we're going from a handheld game to like a full switch game, I'm going to expect everything to just be bigger. You know what I mean? They're going to, it's going to be bigger. Like yeah. that is my, it's that the, that's the expectation they're laying out that it's just going to be bigger. And that's what I think it's going to be. Like, I think it's going to be uh, very different than what we remember. I, I really yeah. do. You look at that. I mean, you could load it up on a DS right now. You can walk around that city in 10 seconds on that game because it's scaled to be for you to only go to like the Pokemon center, the tower and head out. Yeah, then all your all the it's stores. Like that's, there is a lot of stores. It's like, but yeah, it's like there's there's some stores go to, but it's like it's it is very much scaled to. Here's your like five points of interest to go to now. Move about your way. Whereas this is going to be, everything's going to be bigger. There's going to be a lot more to do, especially since the game seems to be focused. Okay, you were here is the game. You're in this city. Go go explore. Go figure it out. It's like, of course, there's going to be everything's going to be bigger. There's going to be more details. There's going to be more going on. It's like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if as you play through the game, as time is going past, the city is being built and things are changing around you. Right. It's like, that's another thing to keep in mind with it is it's like there could be aspects of the story that that change the way everything looks in that city while you're playing it doesn't matter it's like people yeah we're comparing it to a, a handheld ds map 
Yeah, exactly. It's vastly going to be vastly different. <laughs> Here's what question I want to throw out. Do you think they're going to keep their current gameplay style that we've gotten with Scarlet, Violet, and Legends, or do you think they're going to experiment again and we're going to get something different again? Uh, that's going to be the interesting thing because like, I feel like we're going to potentially... That's so tough because they also teased Megas to return at the end of it, which makes sense. Gen six is where it was introduced, yeah. but so like that is that that's very challenging to answer. I really don't know because like they're obviously clearly doing something very different with this game. So it's just like, are they going to just do something different with the combat, similar to what Legends Arceus did? Are you going to copy paste Legends Arceus combat, or are you going to do what like Scar and Violet did? I don't know. That's uh, that's a I, great question. I'm gonna safely put my head in that. I'm hoping with the Legends games, since they're taking a different viewpoint on the games and whatnot, they're also experimenting with the gameplay with these. So I would like to see another sort of battle system that they want to play with. I I would assume something similar to Legends, uh, Legends Arceus, like where the, it's like they're not necessarily taking away from that; they're just building upon it or changing things that maybe they saw as needed to be fixed for a different or like their next iteration yeah so it's like i assume the basics of that combat and that gameplay will be there and it'll just be alterations made to it yeah i i definitely can see that where it's just like all right let's look at everything that we did right Okay, let's look at where we kind of dropped the ball a little bit. Let's look at where people like, okay, we wish we saw this. We wish we saw that. And what can we do? Because I know like one random example, you know, in terms of just the overall game is like people really wish there was competitive play with Legends Ar Arceus because there was really cool Pokemon. Granted, they're available now to get transferred up, right? But it's like those were, those were some really interesting Pokemon with those, you know, past, you know, the Hisuian designs, right? So it's like, is this game going to feature competitive, especially since you're going to bring back Megas? Are you just going to leave Megas really out to die and not have a competitive scene for it? Like that, that's going to be the interesting thing because also you got to keep in mind, like if they don't put competitive in this, it's going to be even longer that the VGC scene will be staying in Scarlet and Violet because one massive W about this game, it's not coming out this year. It's coming out next year, which is kind of a surprise. No Pokemon oh. game this year. For the first time ever in back-to-back -back years, we do not have a new Pokemon game coming out because last year, keep in mind, was DLC year. So we have not had... This is the first time ever that you're going to have back-to-back -back years with no new Pokemon game, which is pretty interesting. They're, they're, they're learning what, from their mistakes. Well, that's what I was going to mention is you got to keep in mind that, like you asked about competitive, they can't necessarily make Legends... They can, where they it can't be like competitive for VGC for Legends necessarily. You can't really do that because if you were to release that, I mean that just delays like that in itself delays your next Pokemon game, your mainline game from coming out. Unless that's the plan is to switch over to that format and use it as opposed to like the mainline games. Because if you were to use like Legends V and have mega evolution that well then for then your competitive like vgc format there would have to have the mega evolutions like they are available in that game yeah and if your if your next gen gen 10 doesn't have mega evolutions or whatever its gimmick is you can't run them both simultaneous you have to pick which one you're going to be and if you're so it's like you can't have both games come out and both have competitive formats mm -hmm. because just that's that's not how they operate 
You're right, it's not. But what if they just decide just to move on from Scarlet and Violet and focus on Legends uh, ZA if it has a full competitive scene? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is that you can only do that if your next Pokemon game does not come out at all that year. Okay, so yeah, I mean, great, great point because I, because, it, if, because you... if it were to come out that year, then it, by default, that's your next competitive because that's the next mainline game. That's yeah, that's a great point because like let, let's look at it realistically. Assuming that we stay on a good little pace here, like you know, the next like Gen Ten is going to come out in probably twenty twenty six or twenty twenty seven. So it's like a year, maybe two years of this game, which is pretty st- kind of standard. I feel like it's usually about three years of, of for a single game. So that's a good point. So that, I don't know. That's going to be the interesting thing to see if how if they include anything like that, or if they even include the option to do battling, but just not have a competitive scene for it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, it yeah. looks like they might because if you look at that trailer, there is a small shot where it looks like there is two trainers actually dueling somewhere in the city, yeah. like the city center. That's where I think the turf war is going to come in, like what you're saying. I think it's, we're, I think we're going to have some turf wars, boys. <laughs> yeah. Which, like one one thing to keep in mind with that is, if if this did become their new like interim game and it's going to be around for a little bit. Maybe they did see the problems with Scarlet and Violet. Maybe they do think like we have to wait for the next switch to come out or we have to give it time to cook and actually make a good design game that runs well so that we don't completely destroy our fan base again. Maybe they do just stick with this. But then that's the thing. That'd be the weird thing of going back to Mega Evolution again. Yeah. Because, well, Mega Evolution for the casual player is a very loved thing. I don't think it's that much so for competitive. Actually, it is. People love it. Well, it, it in a sense, but it's, it is one of those things where it's probably you get... Because not all... It's the same thing with all Pokemon. Not all Megas are created equally. Yeah, that's very true. No, so like from, uh, like, from it, all it, the, it, it can kind of stale in that sense. Yeah, honestly, from all of the competitive players that I follow, if if there's going to be a gimmick, honestly, I see a lot of them are are toss ups between Megas or uh, Terra. You know, in the current gen, um, Dynamax is also talked about, but you know, no one likes Z moves. No one likes Z moves. Honestly, everyone just prefers Gen Five competitive. That that was like peak. <laughs> that was peak well, for Gen, everyone. Gen five was the equivalent. I mean, Z moves were just. What if we made Gen five battle mechanics slightly stronger? Yeah, basically. Because it was the same thing. It was just yet gems instead of yeah. crystals. But no, I mean overall, like this is really exciting for Pokemon because this is made by Game Freak. It's not coming out this year. It's being given time to cook. So, like, that's a big W. And honestly, just the fact that we're going back to Kalos in this and, and giving the game... I mean, you're giving it the title of Pokemon Z, eh? But Pokemon Z that, like, we all expected to get once upon a time, and they're just like, uh, now here's Sun and Moon. You know what I mean? And Sun and Moon had very clear Pokemon Z mechanics and, and aspects thrown in with, like, the Zygrad cells and stuff like that, the Ash Greninja. You know, Pokemon Z was in development, and they had to just pull the plug because the Pokemon cycle was ruthless, and they just had to move on to Gen Seven. So I'm, I'm because of that, you know, Kalos X and Y are the most shafted generation of Pokemon by far. There's still a section in X and Y that was supposed to be like a like a um, an event later. It was supposed to be Volcarina, I believe. It's the power plant. 
where you can walk up and interact with someone. It's like, oh, there's the power plant. It's like, I can't go there, whatever. It's like, it's still that way to this day. It's like, nothing ever happened with it. It's like, those are the most shafted games in Pokemon. So it's like, it's cool to see that we're getting something for Kalos. That's a massive W in itself. Which is super disappointing because... They're good Kalos. games. They're good games. Kalos, Great Kalos story. is one of my favorite regions. Like it might be like just not like game wise, but region wise, it might be my favorite. It's not my favorite, but it's one of my favorite stories because yeah. like the fact yeah. that we literally see a city get like nuked in the game at towards the end, whatever. Yeah. Like that's awesome. Like, well, this is a yeah. Pokemon game. <laughs> yeah, it's like setting wise, it actually places that you travel into in the game and that. It, it, it's at least in my top two. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I love I love X and Y. Uh, story is great. I love a lot of the Pokemon. While it's one of the... I think it's still to this day the smallest decks, like region decks that we've ever got in terms of new ones. I think it's still the smallest. So overall, top to bottom got shafted. So I also hope with this game we get some new Kalos Mons. That would also be really sick. Uh, but Pokemon Legends ZA, just another big announcement that's uh, being stacked up for uh, 2025 and what's going to be another stacked year of gaming. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about in terms of Pokemon Legends ZA and the presents and everything? Are you guys ready to move on? I know Zach is actually, oh, let's, let's get out of here. I'm done we with can, this. We, we, we can move on. All right. I also, was just looking over at my DS games. I was like, do I have an extra one? <laughs> Also, shout out to Donovan stopping by, saying hello, guys, while we were sitting there chatting. So, hello, Donovan. Hopefully, you're having a wonderful day today. Hopefully, life is good. Hopefully, you are having a wonderful time with the show and with your life. Um, All right. So, before we move on to whatever else we want to talk about or just the weekly wrap-up, I don't know. I'll leave it up to the boys. Let's give a special shout out to our official sponsor, Rogan. Not Rogan Energy. Agent Inc. (laughs) Shout out to Agent Inc. Uh, you can go down the referral link down below and pick up a jersey. We've got four of them. We have you can, you can just represent the brand with the Sparky Three, or you can represent Animan Plus, Terrible Football Show, or Game Aesthetic. And uh, we appreciate the app. Did, did, did you just whisper "dead show"? I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, Animan Plus is not a dead show, kinda. Uh, but it's got a great jersey. All right, look at that thing. That thing is sick. You need to pick it up. If you're listening to this, you can't see it. But you got to go to the website to see it if you're listening. So go look at it. We also have a couple hats you can get because one's got a trash can. And that's awesome. So use the referral link down below. Support the brand. Pick up a jersey because they're really nice. And they're really nice material. And I really enjoy them. All right. So b- before we hit the weekly wrap-up, which our next topic that I had for us was involving toys for Bob split from Activision, so we'll kind of touch on that one. Uh, did you guys have anything that you wanted to chat about? John, I wanted to give a special shout-out to you because after last week's show where you talked about Last Epoch, I immediately started seeing articles that Last Epoch was going to be the next big breakout game of the year <laughs> following Helldivers 2 and uh, you know Power World. So shout-out to Last Epoch, I guess, popping off. I haven't really seen any numbers on it, but I've seen the articles. I've seen the articles. Shout out to that. Continued playing Last Epoch. The game is that game is. I mean, it's fantastic. That's it is. I mean, it's probably the like the. I mean, it absolutely came out at like the one point oh came out at a perfect time for people to jump into it, and it's. I mean, it it just plays incredibly smooth. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I just I keep making. I keep just making new characters and starting them up, and uh, I'm having a hard time actually pushing characters because I keep just wanting to make more. 
I think I've I've like in the last couple days I've made like four characters hmm, just nice. because I want I want to I want to keep playing all the different like subclasses and try them out and see how see how they feel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just keep doing that. Uh, yeah, I keep seeing you pop on whenever my computer's on. It's like June bugs. I started playing last Epoch. Laugh. There it goes again. Yeah, yeah. It's like I finally I finally made a made a character. Started enjoying it enough to, or enjoyed it more than the rest to the point where I was like, okay, this is the one I'm. This is the one I'm gonna push on for now. Uh, but if paladin, nice. don't normally don't normally play a lot of paladins, but uh, really speaking to me in this game, really having a lot of fun with it. Oh, okay. What about you, Zach? What have you been up to, man? Been... John. What? April. Know what comes back? From the grave? From the grave. Gigantic. <laughs> Do you remember what that is? April Gigantic. I think he's drawn, but he's got he's got a refresh. He is, yeah, he's got, yeah, he's a, refresh. got a refresh. More, more or less, it was on Xbox. I don't know if it was on PC. It was a third person type MOBA, which was actually very uh, good. I very much oh, enjoyed it. This game, yeah, I asked you about this game recently. Did you? I think I, I think I asked you about this game recently because I was thinking about it. I, I didn't describe it very well to a point that made sense. But I, but no, this I, I asked you about like some old mobas we played recently. It was. Oh yeah, you did ask me. This that. is this is one of the ones I was talking because I just could comprehend describe it. More or less, it was a game that was actually doing very good, but I don't remember exactly what happened. But they ended up having to close the servers down. But they're back and they're re bringing the game back in April with everything it had before it shut down. Four new characters on launch, two new maps, two new game modes. I mean, I'm I'm hyped for it. I mean, it's a very fun mobile game. Like just looking at the pictures here, like in the Steam store, it I love the art style so art much. Style, art style is good. Mobile I love the art style. Way easier place to look for it. <laughs> yeah, Steam. What, what do you? Where did you go, John? You probably just typed it in Google. Yeah, probably. No, I the, did. I, yeah. You were you you said April Gigantic, so I just googled April Gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I mean, this actually, this looks pretty sick. I ain't gonna lie. And also, it's also uh, coming with a new way to develop each of the characters' builds, so the builds will be more distinct from what it's saying versus just the one or the other builds that each of the characters did have. Yeah. Yeah, and just from, I, I will say from what I'm looking at here, just, I get kind of a vibe that, like, while it was a lot of fun, did it not, like, super pop off whenever it came out? No, not really, because it was it was one of those games that came out during like the initial uh, Xbox um, early access, their version of early access. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it sort of just sat there and people played it. But, I mean, it's a fun MOBA. It has a very interesting mechanic of just where you control points, but to control the points instead of just capturing them, you have to summon a creature onto it. And depending on what creature you summon, they do different things. Um to help defend the point and also give you their buffs, attack enemies, yada, yada, yada. And the overall goal is to build up energy so that your guardian beast goes and pile drives the other guardian beast so you can beat on it and kill it. Man, I love these reviews. Have you guys read them on Steam? No. 
I love these reviews just because it's yeah, just so as, positive, dude. Like the first one says, you know, Gigantic's making a comeback. It's like as beautiful as the day I lost you. It's like yes. we're back, BB. It's just like, oh god, it's back at last. It's, it has returned. It was, definitely, it was definitely a missed game by a lot of people because it was free to play. Yeah. Uh man, I love yeah, I love the positivity. I love the positivity here across the reviews. Yeah, it's one of the it's one of the great things where it's like because there were a lot of MOBAs that we played during this time yeah or like around the time we played this that all tried to do their own weird little gimmick and the gimmick of like no, not necessarily having a base but having a giant creature mm-hmm. yes to, to, to that you basically trying to power up to fight the, the other, other giant creature it's yeah. like it's just it's a fun concept yeah it's unfortunate that a lot of people didn't latch on to it or even know that it was happening right uh but yeah should uh, that'll be fun i yeah i will be watching that one be huh? down i will be down to play that come april because yeah no i definitely had fun with it because i put a lot of time into it because all the characters because like they had a 23 character roster as of before closing down so it's going to come up with 27 characters on launch relaunch and I mean, all the characters I play, they were all very fun. I enjoyed all of them. No, I mean, it actually looks pretty sick. I'm going to have to keep this one on my radar. No, that, one, that one actually looks pretty sick. Just one of those mini games deep dived into for a little bit with John that died and has in making a return. <laughs> hey, that's cool that's making a return, though, man. You love to see it. You love to see a comeback story, baby. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll actually kind of pop off this time. We'll see. You know what I mean? Uh, I look. Um, I know. I know. We have a very small voice in the podcast industry, but we'll do our damnedest to try to talk about games that need more. You know, more light on. Hey, we pushed Power World for like two years. We did. We were pushing Power World. We were the only. We were the only people that (laughs) even knew what it like. Knew it had been announced and were excited for it. Yeah, and just like how, like, I know we're probably some of the only ones, or at least Zach, I know John may not remember, who are like, know about Dokev and are like looking forward to Dokev. Dokev. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, we have a small voice here on the YouTube's space, but damn it, we will push things that need to be pushed. (laughs) We will do our part. (laughs) Do your part. Go push something you want to play and succeed. Wait, what? I said not drugs. Yeah, <laughs> don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Um, I mean, other than that, just being real hype about At least don't game, do hard I drugs. I an article uh, yesterday that apparently there was some supposedly rumored leaked information for Persona 6 that it's going to be apparently semi-open world and social links slash confidants are going to be a bit more flexible so they're not as like time-consuming on you. Mm. So be curious about that. And then just, it was a sort of easy pitch of just, yeah, it's also in a school again. I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. Nice. Uh, Anything else that you guys want to like touch on and chat about? If not, I can start going through the weekly wrap up and we can finish up the show beautifully. Uh, The finals just started a Western event. Shout out to that. What about you, John? You got anything? did but i have no idea what it was maybe it'll come back i didn't write it down earlier maybe it'll come back we'll so. see. 
Uh, all right, so let's get to the weekly wrap-up. So the first one, uh, which I do have as our title, third title topic, because I had no idea what to put for that third title topic. I'll be real honest with you boys. I just kind of pulled something out of my butt. Uh, Toys for Bob has officially split from Activision and has dodged being canceled, which that's awesome because Toys for Bob is a very talented studio, right? And to- Toys for Bob had honestly has just gotten regulated to just be a support studio for like the last three or four years. You know what I mean? Like they've just been a support team for multiple Call of Duties for a I mean, few they had years. Crash Rumble out. Yeah, they had Crash Rumble. You know, they did uh, you know, they did the Crash 4, I get it, but like beyond that, like they haven't been they weren't greenlit yeah, for anything. You know what I mean? They like Activision Blizzard said, "No, go to COD. Go to COD. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry about it. Go to COD." So it's like and there was the news when all these layoffs happened that Toys for Bob was shutting down. I, I remember seeing the article about it like a month ago. So I'm glad to see Toys for Bob is is going to get a chance to survive. And get to try to maybe work on some like maybe original IPs or maybe pair up and do like another Spyro, another Crash or whatever, you know, because they've done this before. You know, they've they've worked on Skylanders, which was very popular for the era that it was out. Um, but I know they also there was also the announcement that they're going to be set to work with Microsoft on an Xbox IP. And with based on the kind of game history they've got, I mean, let's be honest, like is it going to just be Crash or Spyro, or do you think we're going to finally see a swing at Banjo Kazooie? Uh, for buy toys for Bob, and would you like to see that? Because I would, I, I, w- I want to see Banjo come back regardless. But toys for Bob, get it in toys for Bob's hands. I'm here for that. I think that'd be a great pairing. Master Chief platformer. That's gonna be a new IP that combines all of them. Hey, that would be awesome. <laughs> I trust toys for Bob. I'm here for that. <laughs> so you're asking for Skylanders too? Basically, that's actually, yeah, that's basically Skylanders. I can see the Skylanders too. <laughs> I can see that. I don't, I, I don't think that works with this day, in this day and age. Uh, it doesn't. If they, if they still expect to sell the minis. Yeah. Well, no, miniatures are still a thing. They might get away with it. I saw some people throw out there they could be working on a Conquer game. Like that'd be cool, but that that is not happening. <laughs> Stop trying to push your Conquer. No, I just went on a spill that you need to push things that you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but sometimes you got to be realistic. I knew you were going to say that. I am being realistic. Conquer's made a comeback. You see these U2's figures? They Conquer's been making a comeback. They just felt bad since it's been all over two decades. It has been a long time. Well, they, they tried the Young Conquer, if you remember that, back in like 06, not, like uh, 2016 or something. Yeah, Zach, when you get a chance, look up Young Conquer, or I think it's what it's called. It looks horrendous. Like, I'm so glad that got canceled. Alex, I didn't know that Conquer was on a freaking Game Boy game originally until I found that copy for you. Really? Yeah, I only thought Conquer was a 64 yeah, we thing. Okay. Yeah, we, we're... If you hadn't got it yet, Alex, you're the Conquer fan. Here. I know. Okay, I love I love that little dude. He's he's fantastic. He was also, and of course, Project Spark. So shout out to that. Is he? Yeah, he's in, yeah he was in Project Spark. There was a Conquer collab oh, for Project Spark. I do remember that now. Yeah, now that mm. you say that, okay. Yeah. So shout out to that. But no, I could definitely see for Toys for Bob, they'll, they'll be handed the keys to a new Banjo game. Because, you know, Phil just teased recently, Banjo fans, I hear you. So I, I definitely have a feeling that Banjo's going to actually be worked on here in the next few years. And I could see Toys for Bob getting the keys for it. And you know what? If they're the ones that get the keys for something, or maybe they get the keys for like a remake of the first two and maybe lead up to a Banjo 3, like I they think that's... Banjo 3E. 
I, I didn't say the E part, Banjo 3E. Since there was okay. Banjo 2E, it's Banjo 3E. You know, but I I, I can see that. I'm, I can see I'm that fucking done with you right now. What? That's what? That's the that's the fan canon is Banjo 3E. <laughs> not, not nuts and bolts? No, hey, no, not I'm, nuts and bolts. I'm not a part of this fan canon, so I only hear this dumb shit from you. <laughs> That's so the you, games, you're the though. one that you you're have the banjo, one that gets Kazooie, hey. you have Banjo Tooie, and now you're gonna have Banjo Three E. <laughs> I'm just like I'm not part of these fandoms. You're the one happy from. You're the one from me. <laughs> That's fucking dumb. That's gonna be the title. I, Book it, I boys. I do not like it. Book it. That's gonna be the title. Banjo Three E. Book it. That's the title. But anyway, no big shot to Toys for Bob, though, for escaping the slaughterhouse that is the Microsoft layouts. I was really happy to see that, man, because they, they are a talented team. You know what I mean? They have a long history of making these really fun platforming games, you know, stuff like that. Like, so shout out to them, man. Uh, they, they, you know, I'm glad they were able to make it out of uh, this slaughterhouse that's gone down. And Saber Interactive, too. Shout out for buying yourself out so you can keep on living and keep on making your games. Uh, all right, just continuing on with the weekly wrap-up. So the first thing, uh, hey, yo, Epic Games got hacked. Go change your password and shit. Uh, I saw that the other day. A ransomware group has hacked Epic Games. They have claimed they have emails, passwords, full names, and payment information. So if you're a big Epic user, make sure to go change your password. Even if you're not a big Epic user, still go do it anyway, which I fall into that category. I have an Epic Games account, but I, got, I don't got shit on it. Uh, but I went ahead and changed it to be on the safe side. So make sure to change your Epic Games account in case the... The hat goes just a little bit worse. Uh, next thing, which I was so pumped for this one, baby. A paranormal activity game is in development by the Mortuary Assistant Devel Devs. Go ahead and lock this one in as a goat. This is going to be great. And John, you got to play this one. Yes, you do. You got to play this one. Me and you are going to play this game. This is good. This is our I thing. I, this is our I thing. To, I don't have to play it. I have a reason why. Why? Because while you say this is our thing, I don't think we've seen all the movies, so I don't have to play the game. <laughs> I, I think we've seen all the movies except maybe like uh, the latest Ed, one. Ed, you, you said except. We, okay, John, we'll sit down and we'll watch the latest <laughs> movie together, just like old times. All right, and then you got to play the game. This is our thing, I, John. If I, don't, if I don't watch it, I'll have to play it. So I'll get you to watch the movie. It'll be great. We can do a Discord watch party. I'll rent it for us. That sounds terrible. Why? I've got Discord Nitro. I can stream in 1080p. It'll be great. He in would 60, hate it, but he would rather you go to his house and play it on his TV. He would still hate both ideas, but he'd prefer that over well, a Discord you, party. You say that, but paranormal activity is mine and John's thing. All right? Like, when a new one would come out, I would text yeah. John about also, it, and John, I was like, hey, I guess we got to do this thing, and John's like, fine, whatever. And he'd, we'd come over, and we'd sit down, and we would cuddle, and we'd watch paranormal activity. It was great. I I am understanding something with the uh with the disc Discord version of this is I can just have him stream it and he walks away. And I can just watch a different show over there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't hold him accountable. And he, <laughs> and he would just not know. <laughs> All I gotta do is react to whatever he's saying. Alright, let me look this up because I do think there might be another movie that came out, even though the ghost dimension was supposed to be the last movie. Uh, but I think they end There's up making... There's one called Ghost Dimension? Yes, that was supposed to be the last movie. Ghost Dimension gets fucking wild, let me tell you. Uh, that, is a, that is a wild fucking game, uh, movie. 
Okay, so yes, there was one more movie that came out in 2021, Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. So, John, we got we got another one to watch. Okay, we got to watch this movie. I haven't seen it yet. The seventh installment. What's the mystery? I had looked something up. I was sitting here and I saw my screen change. This what was on my other screen. Where, this is just for Zach right now. Oh. Wait, what is it? You can't leave me out. You can't say that on the live show at youtube.com forward slash sparky3 and not include me. What are we what are we talking about? Damn it, Joe. Why is that popping up for you? What are we talking about here? What's your counter you? Uh right now I'm Alex Light is the one that I have access to. The Xeno one is the one that I've got up on stream. <laughs> what what kind of pop up is that for you? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> it's trying to say something, I guess. I don't know. It's but just... you got a paranormal activity game coming. Yes. Like one of your favorite more recent yes. yeah. games. I love yeah, honestly, I I read Paranormal Activity first and I was kinda like, eh, okay. And I gave me horror game for people. But I don't know who was making it. I went yeah no i'm excited for it. now there there is of course another paranormal activity game it's it's mostly a vr game you can play it they they they've changed it where i forgot what the game is called i think i, I think i might have bought it when it was on sale at halloween i don't remember i haven't played it yet um but they they actually you know uh updated it where you can play it as a non-vr game on the playstation but it's meant to play vr but even but the reason i went ahead and was like okay i'm interested i want to play it even though i don't have vr is all the reviews so it's like, hey, for a game that transitioned from VR to non-VR to have the option to play it non-VR, it's still absolutely great. Like apparently, it's great as a non-VR game. From you know, you know what I mean. But it, apparently, it is a great VR game though. So I do want to play that at some point. I forgot what it's called, but uh, I mean, I love Paranormal Activity. It's so it's so bad that it's so good. I love it. But no, Mortar Assistant Devs working on that. That's awesome. I'm here for it. Uh, all right, so the next thing up is apparently the next Mass Effect is reportedly in the pre-production stage still. This game is not coming out this generation, which I think we've already kind of established that the last time we talked about it, is that I don't see it coming out anytime soon. Uh, my canon is it's coming out on the next Xbox and the PS6. I don't think it's coming out this generation. If it does, it's going to come out like very damn near end of it. So I would just at that point hold it off for the next generation. Uh, let's see. going over Because I don't remember. Did we ever get like an announcement that, like, at a game show or something for this? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Oh, this, yeah, it was at the Game two, Awards it when two it was revealed. Or three years ago. Yeah, it was game. It was the Game Awards closeout a, co- a couple of years ago. Okay, that's what you I was. What? I, I I thought I remembered it. It's just another one of those. It's every time this comes up, which is not very often. Yeah, but anytime this comes up, it's just one of those games that I get mad about. Like all of these games that they fucking announced way too six early, years in advance. Yeah, it's like they announce it just to try to get people to come join their team, mm-hmm. and I hate that strategy. Yeah, I do too. You know, because it's like we've seen that with so many games where it's like we get a single image forever, and that's all we have. I mean, Elder Scrolls Six was announced way too early. We know yeah. that. Uh, you that, know, they announced Elder Scrolls Six and just to actively shut told up. everyone, "Hey, we're not going to work on it." We're only saying it because you keep asking it. So here's an acknowledgement that it will happen in 10 years. Yeah, exactly. 
you know, obviously Prom 4 is an example of that. Fable has been an example of that for the longest time and still is. We st- we got a, we got a full reveal for it, sure, but we still don't have a release date, do we? Uh, we only have a release year, I don't think. Mm, I don't think so. Like, I mean, we've got Dragon Age, which apparently is coming out this year. Dreadwolf, uh, which, you know, the Mass Effect team got moved over to that to finish that production. That's apparently coming out this year. That's been in that cycle for a while where it got announced just way too early. Like I, I, I'm like we're we've been clamoring for this for a while. Stop announcing games so damn early. Like we're tired of it. Like, like come on. Like just announce it when we're like two years away from release. You know what I mean? It's like they think that it's gonna give them positive news and stuff, and it will at first. But then three years go by, and all it is is people going, "All right, you announce this game. What? Where the fuck is any news on it?" Right. And then everybody like. A lot of people just forget about it and move on, and then a trailer comes out, and they think that's the first time it's been announced. And meanwhile, there's there's me over here who just get mad about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so next up, uh, Remedy has apparently bought full rights to Control from 505 Games, so shout to Remedy on that one. That's pretty cool. Uh, this I thought was really fascinating because my first thought is, okay, this is going to be an interesting little collector's piece. And when I was reading the comments, everyone was saying the same damn thing. It's like, okay, this is going to probably be a nice little collector's piece. Apparently the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth physical edition has a printing era in the Japan and Asia regions. So the disc that is labeled as your play disc is actually the data disc. And the, da- and the disc that is labeled as the data disc is actually your play disc. The printing got messed up. So if 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 you can somehow get your hands on this copy, uh, that's gonna be a ni- that's gonna be an interesting little collector's piece a few years from now. Just it's gonna be one that it's not gonna be worth millions of dollars by any means, but it's one of those things that, that could be worth you know a nice couple hundred bucks. You know, it's just gonna be a cool little piece of history of a printing error that they're not recalling and they're just like whatever. You know, just leave it out there. We'll, we'll fix it. I haven't bought physical copies of games in a long time. Uh. Why would they give you a disc that you're not supposed to put into play? It's been like that for a while. Why? Do you, why do they give you? Yeah, I, I haven't bought a physical game in besides one copy of Persona Five <laughs> Royal. I haven't bought a disc of a game in ten years. Let's see. I I mean, data discs started happening like Xbox One, PS4 generation because I know like Red Dead Two has a data disc that you need to pre-install. Oh, first. that's that's what I stopped buying games is when yeah. I got my PS4. Now, before that, there was just multi-disc games like Mass Effect. Yeah, 2 and I 3, remember where, multi-disc games. Yeah, where it's like you reach a point, it's like please insert disc two or whatever. Zach, wake up. I mean, I don't you know. know going I guess off on this, and I'm fucking, I'm gone. I'm just, I, this is just something I found curious, but as someone who doesn't buy games, I didn't know they gave you discs that you didn't play. Yep. Uh, because Ava- I just, Avatar that, was that wasn't a thing way. last time I bought discs for games. Yeah, Avatar is the same way. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora came with a data disc too. I think Cyberpunk, yeah, Cyberpunk on the PS4, that came with a data disc as well. Probably. It, it didn't yeah, help. Yeah, it did. What's the point of that? It, I, see, I've been questioning that, Alex. Is the game that big where you have to have the data? Uh, another one as well, John. Um, um, Baldur's Gate's physical edition, like the Xbox version, has three discs, three freaking discs for Baldur's Gate three. Is it Jesus? Just, do you have to use the disc to? Inst- I don't understand. Yes, you have to we put the data disc I just in don't, first. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more or less like old 
early 2000s multi-disc downloads for PC. Yeah, it, I, I think it got to my brain where I was like, you probably have to install them or put them in in order to install the game. Yes. And then you just play it off of the one disc. Correct. That didn't, that didn't comprehend it. It, it like is last, a strange like thing. Said, <laughs> last time I, I actually bought a physical disc for a, uh, a console was back when games were still 15 gigs. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And like that was that was like your big destiny was 15 gigs. Yeah. Yeah, data disk has been a thing. It's an interesting concept. Uh and all right, last piece of news we got uh the game that will never end. Uh Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 the PS5 and Xbox Series edition is set for release on May 24th and that does come with a physical copy if you want to pick it up. So, shout out to that. The game that will never end and it has more Here's- DLC coming. Get your third physical copy. Yep, more DLC I, coming as well. I will say that without you saying anything about this and me just looking over earlier, that it instantly read it as two and got. Oh, it didn't the game, What now? It just keeps. I was I was saying uh, when I looked at that. Uh, without any anything for you. I knew that was too. Got mad about it because that game just keeps happening. Yeah, it, it will never stop. Like Xenoverse Three is just not happening. Okay, we was so unfortunate. I want Xenoverse hey, Three. Take it you got your uh, Budokai Tenkaichi. That's true. We did get a big W in that regard. Yeah, we, yeah, we got something. Yeah, we got. That's a big win. That is a massive win. In fact, so that is fair. I just hope the next project's going to be Xenoverse 3. <laughs> That's what I'm going to hope for. Because I love Xenoverse 2. I, I'm just ready for it to Vegeta's be done. Vegeta's version of Kakarot? Please no. <laughs> I mean, you can play as Vegeta in Kakarot. So, I mean, it's the same thing. So, anyway. Uh, you boys got anything else? If not, I'll hit the music we get out of here. I don't think I do. Alright, I'm hitting the music. Remember, break next week. No show. Music's hit. Let's get out of here. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. Thanks. Uh, yeah, do everything you said more. And if you made it to the end with this, thank you very much. And uh, come check us out in uh, a couple weeks here. Yeah, and you can check us out on our website, sparky3.com. You can sign up for free or sign up five bucks a month. And we'd appreciate that extra support. It's like we'd appreciate the extra support if you checked out Agent Inc. and picked up a jersey because they are sick. As well as go over to Rogue Energy, use their fur link down below from code SparkyFeel to get 10% off your order. Check out the new Rogue Chill line to help you relax after an anxiety and stress-filled day. Uh, and join the Discord as well. You can come chat with us. Be a friend, tell a friend. Until next time, guys, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye.